Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining our podcast from Rock Ministries Kabecha. Our prayer is a ministry is that this podcast would touch you in a way that will change your life for the better. If you want to get in touch with us or get to know us a little better, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy and be blessed. It's an honor to be in this house. And um, they asked me this morning, Pastor, where is your credentials or whatever? I said, no, I'm Pastor M. I'm part of the family. I said, no introductions needed, no nothing. This is my house. This is home away from home. I said to Pastor Jay earlier, you know when you go home for Christmas and you know your mama has prepared a meal for you. And you know, you can just walk there in mama's living room and sit down. It's, it's, there's no better feeling. There's no better feeling to know that, you know, I'm a mom and I have children. But going to my mom and dad's house, it's just so comfortable. It's just so warm. It's just so ready to receive. It's just... <sighs> so this morning, you get to let the air out. Drop your shoulders. <sighs> Because you're at the right place. You're with family. You're in your father's house. You're in your father's house. And I want to bring honor to this house, to the man and woman of God, Pastor Jay and Pastor Shluby. But this morning, my heart is with my sister. My heart is with my friend. My heart is with my soul sister. And I pray that God is blessing that house. They don't know what's hitting them this morning. They in store for a great and mighty move of God. And I honor her as woman of this house, as mama of this house, so I don't take it lightly to stand in the place where she ministers, to stand in her feet this morning. And I don't take it lightly that I get to stand on this pulpit, and this is sacred ground. This is sacred ground, and a pastor and his wife don't just give that away, so I will not abuse this privilege this morning. It's an honor to be here. And this house is blessed because of your leadership. And this morning, I pray that you all stretch out your hands to Pastor Jay. Stretch your hands out. He's very lonely. (laughs) He doesn't know what to do with himself. He doesn't know what to do in the house. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. So you have to say a special prayer to him this morning. He's feeling a little bit lost without his better half. But we are trusting that God will even restore you in that, Pastor Jay. And uh, I know when Mama gets home today, she will be blessed beyond measure. And it's just as they walk in, a great honor to have my husband here this morning. Just, he just showed up. And uh, he also felt a little bit lost this morning at home. And uh, that makes us mamas and wives feel good, right? And, uh, but precious this morning, they've never been with us before. I've spoken much about my miracle boys, and they will say, Mom, don't do this. But I have my two sons in the house this morning, Jonathan and Nathan. And uh, it is just awesome to have them here. And uh, yeah, shame. They got to listen to Mom again, but they will be all right. And uh, they just have to sit there and be quiet and listen, right? That's what good children do. But I was so blessed also this morning before I get into the word. I want to encourage you as a mama from a house to build into your children. I was so blessed this morning when pastor came up and spoke about the children's church. Do not neglect that. It's the greatest ministry that you would find. I promise you, raise your children in the ways of God and they will not depart from the call that's upon their life. You might think that they stray a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right and they might have a little bit of a teenager attitude and they might have a little bit of some things creeping in, but raise them in the ways of God and it will never leave them. You have to raise a generation. Think for yourself when you are too old to drag yourself to church at the age of 98. Yes, I'm going to be 98, maybe 99 too. So my husband's got to hang around. I, I declare that, I speak that with good health, right? With good health. And your children have to be able to stand in this very place and bring it to a next generation. They have to speak it. So do not neglect your children. Do not neglect your teenagers. Do not say, oh, they'll be all right. 
Do not say they don't need the word. They need to be able to quote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He will lead me by quiet waters. They need to be able to say, in the midst of my chaos, I can call on the God of David because he praised himself out of this. In the midst of a Sarah that thought she couldn't do, she birthed a generation. There was a Mary that said at the age of 14, let it be to me according to thy word. That is what your children should be able to say at this age. Your children is the ones that will rebuild. Your children are the ones that will restore. Your children is the ones that can walk in divine health. They don't have to face what we faced. Why? Because you've seen it before. It can be new. It can be new. That brings me to the word of this morning. That's just a sideline. God laid this on my heart and it was so excited when I saw that it is rebuild, restore, and health. I said, God, what does that mean? And the Lord said, it's to take something that you had and you kind of lost it along the way and it became a little bit of a ruin and it has to be restored. It has to have a do-over. It's a do-over. It's a makeover. It's a, have you ever seen ladies, because it's ladies month, have you ever seen this uh, makeover shows? Have you ever seen that? I wish one day I can go to one of those. And uh, you walk in there all droopy and kind of tired and the hair is hanging. It's not really colored or the braids are halfway out. Or you don't know really if you want short hair or long hair and your jeans are kind of baggy on you. And they say, come sit down, let me teach you. Let me show you something. There's a way to dress according to your body shape, right? They will sit there and they have this profile. Come on, men, you got that too. You have a profile too. We just don't speak about it today. But the ladies have a profile. You're a pear shape or you're orange shape or you're round or you're long and thin or you're a little bit more full. But there's a way to dress you. So they choose the clothes and they say, no, 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 you can't wear really dresses. That doesn't fit. So you need to wear a long jacket with a tight pants and some boots. And you sort it, oh, no, that pants is not going to work for you. Let's try the high-waisted dress. That's a makeover. Then they go to your face and say, your foundation color has been wrong, sis. Come on, sissy, you got to get that right. Let's try this color. Your lipstick should be pink and not red. You know, you should be wearing uh, a blue eyeshadow when you have brown eyes. You can't do overdo. It's a redo of something that was there. You see, somewhere along the line, we've lost a little bit. Things fall a little bit. Things break down a little bit. Sis said it earlier. In 2020, things broke down a little bit. The church became empty a little bit. There's a time now to say there's no more restriction coming against us, but we have to rebuild. But how do I rebuild? Because clearly the first time I didn't get it so right. There was a little bit of a struggle. There's a reason why I have to be restored. There's a reason why I have to be rebuilt. There's a reason why I'm not healthy. Go with me to Jeremiah 30. It's a whole piece where God is talking about restoring Israel and Judah, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. I'm going to start reading in verse 17. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. I will put this in my own words for now. They have called you an outcast because you serve God. They have called you an outcast because you're the church trying to operate when everything is locked down. They've called you an outcast because you said, I believe. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will bring back out of captivity Jacob's tents. And have mercy on his dwelling place. The city shall be built upon its own mount. And the palace shall remain according to its own plan. Then out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of those who make merry. 
I will multiply them and they shall not be diminished. I will multiply them and they shall not be diminished. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. The key word is here. You can see there God's talking about restoring the health. He's building Jacob's stance again. But he says, I will multiply. Verse 19, the second part is my key verse. I will multiply them and they will not diminish. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. When you're an architect and you build a house, it doesn't just happen without measurements. He doesn't just draw a line and decide, I'm doing 30 centimeters here, and I'm putting it a meter there, and maybe I'll kind of guesstimate a little bit here. He needs to work according to a formula. He cannot just do it out of his own, because out of your own, you find yourself in a rebuilt place. Trying to focus on life and pushing and persevering on your own will end you up in destruction you will sit in that ruin half of this town has got these beautiful buildings but they're so dilapidated they could be homes they could be accommodation they could be schools they could be learning centers they could be all community centers but they're dilapidated because our city is coming to a place of don't know where to start what to touch and what to leave the Lord says you need a formula why? Because a formula simplifies the process of reaching the answer and it's saving time in the process. A formula simplifies the process. You didn't know you were going to come to a math class today, but can you put me up my flyer that I sent you guys earlier, please? Who of you love math? Oh, please, somebody. Tell somebody. Somebody in this house, help me. Somebody, who is a math whiz in this house? I won't put you on the spot, but come on. Somebody's got to love math. Here we go. Love you guys. Math is not a bad thing if you stick to the formula. Here's the thing that happens. You go write your matric finals, and you're in geometry, and you have to work out all these corners, and there's these 12 formulas that you have to study. If you've not studied the formula, you will not get it right. You will fail. There will not be a process. You will not get to an answer that you even get to simplify. You will be stuck. You need a formula. So God gave me a formula. We're going to do some math. All right. For those of you who don't know, it will go like this. P to the power of 3 times M equals DP. We're going to rebuild, right? We're going to build in this house. There's a reason where it says P to the power of 3 and it doesn't say P plus P plus P plus P plus P. When you build a house and you just randomly place one brick at a time, maybe one here, maybe one there, I'll, I'll just slap cement on here, it's going to fall apart. And that P stands for principles. Principles. What is a principle? You sang it earlier. You said it, I believe it. You said it, it is done. You principles the principle remains the same yesterday today and forever you see the principle comes out of this very book that we ignore sometimes because we want to write another book that's called pastor m's book my experience book because we have this lovely saying in our lives my experience will teach me no your principle will make the way for you the principle which you build your house upon that is what will make the way for you your undefiling i 
believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that what the Word of God says is the beginning and it is the end. I believe that the Word of God makes the way. I believe when the Word was said, no one can take away from that. But here comes the problem. I put my own mindset in my formula and I'll call it people. People to the power of three. You see, to the power of three doesn't mean P times three. It means principle times principle times principle times principle. You see, when multiplication starts to happen, something changes. The word of God says in Revelation, it's the second last verse in the Bible. It says, you will not add anything to this word or you will not subtract anything from this word. There is a reason why my formula has a times upon it. A multiplication. The word of God says, and I will multiply them and they shall not diminish. So when my principle is timed by my principle, is timed by my principle, can you imagine where we're going to end? This is what happened. Samson had principles that he had to live by. He had a vow of not to put his mouth to any strong drink. There was another vow that says, you cannot cut your hair. There was another vow to say, leave the dead dead. Let's not go call upon the dead. So these were just vows. I'm trying to give you an example here. And as much as he stayed within the vows that God gave him, or the three principles that was given to him, his power was supernatural. His power was strong. He could take out an army all by himself. So his principle kept on multiplying. Every time they woke up and say, Samson, he was ready because his principles was lived by. He didn't veer from them. He didn't say, I'm wondering if I should cut my hair. I'm wondering if I should. He was convinced by the very principle and promise that God gave him. So it's a multiplication that has to happen. The problem is the minute he did this, he stepped out of his formula. He added Delilah. He said, it's Samson plus Delilah. It was not Samson multiplied by Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Samson multiplied by the principles that God told him. The minute you step out of your equation, you get it wrong. In the very next minute when Samson added Delilah, he didn't multiply by what God said. He added what Samson said. And what happened? He lost the very power he had. See, multiplication is what the Word of God says. Multiplication, God takes everything, He multiplies it. He gave Eve a seed. And it was multiplied. Be fruitful and multiply. She got a seed. She gave a baby. You give a woman a house, she will multiply it to a home. You give a woman groceries, she will multiply it to a meal. You give a woman frustration, she will multiply it to... You give your wife neglect, she will multiply... That's just to the side there. What is in your hand is what you're going to multiply. What is in your hand is going to be multiplied because what happened? Jesus stood on the Mount of Beatitudes and he was teaching the people the word of God. And they followed him for days. And when they sat down, he said to his disciples, they're hungry. And a little boy came from a little town. His mommy gave him lunch just for him the disciples said there's nothing to feed them with if you go to Israel with us one day you will see there's nothing it's a mountain there's no shop there's no quickly running to go and now you know how long it would have taken the sea was close or the, the lake but they couldn't go catch fish for 5,000 people what did God do he took in his hand and he multiplied 
What's in your hand will be multiplied. What's in your hand shall be multiplied. Saul became a disciple. He didn't really believe this thing of God and Jesus. And he had this experience with the Lord and everybody was so scared of Saul. They didn't want to get near him. They were just so afraid to come near him because like, can we trust you? Can we not trust you? But there was a multiplication that happened within him when he had an encounter with God. And what happens in Acts 9, the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit and they were multiplied. You see, when you walk in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, you are rebuilding, you are multiplying, you are being restored, you're moving forward. You see, you're not hanging around in the plus. Stick to God's formula. Stay to the principles and that that be multiplied. In the multiplication, God changes something. There's a difference when you have a hundred rand and you plus another hundred rand. You have 200 rand. That's great. But if you have 100 rand and you multiply it by 100 rand, you have 10,000 rand. I'm not talking about money only here. Get the picture. We're doing math a little bit. You can rebuild or you can trust God to multiply in the process when I stick to the formula that he's given me. So if things are falling apart in your house, God, what is the formula again? God, where do I go back? You see, because if I take my principles and I multiply it, and then comes the other one, it says, it's multiplied by M. You know what that M stands for? Because it's preached in this house the whole year. If you have your principles, that's multiplied by your principles. That's multiplied by your principle. That's multiplied by your principle. And you multiply that by more. There is more you see but this is what more stands for because you cannot have the more and just say okay God I'm standing right here I'm sitting in my rooms give me more it doesn't work that way God is not moved by your pity party God is moved by faith God is moved by your what did you say shoulders up head up Stomach in. God is moved by an atmosphere to say, I'm ready. If you want to sit in your pity party, you stay there. Because the rest is moving on to more. This is what more stands for. You have to move more. M-O-R-E. You have to overcome more. You have to rejoice more. You have to execute more. You see, rebuilding is not being done for you. You have to literally take it in your hands and say, I'm laying brick upon brick upon brick because on this foundation, this solid rock, I will build. But what do we do? Oh, my house fell apart like the house of Judah fell apart. The house of Israel fell apart. What happened to Jochebed? Jochebed was Moses' mother. When Pharaoh said he's going to kill all the firstborn sons, she could have multiplied her principles by emotion. She could have said, well, I believe in God, but I'm plussing my emotion into the equation. My son is going to die. She said, I've seen God do miracles, but I'm not so sure right now because it's in my face. So she's plussing doubt. No, she didn't do that. She said, there must be more for this young boy. There must be more than what I'm thinking. There must be more in store for me and my house. There must be more in store for the Israelites, the Hebrew people at that time. Jochebed said, let me see where I'm going to move more. I'm going to take him out of the danger zone, place him in a basket. I don't really understand him, but I'm moving with God. I'm not going to be stagnated right here. God is going to save my son's life I don't know how but I just know I cannot stay in the danger zone I have to move we're staying in the danger zone and we get distracted 
When you're at a construction site, it makes you wear a hat and it says it's not safe to go into that zone. The pillars are not strong enough. Why would we go stand under that pillar of doubt if you know it's going to collapse? Yochabed said, they're going to kill my son. I got to move. The Israelites, when they moved out of Egypt, they had to move. They didn't know where to. But if they wanted more than the captivity that they were into, they needed to move. If you want more for where you are, you need to move. Move. Move away from the attacks of the enemy. Move away from those who bring destruction in your life. Oh, but let me just hang around because it's a nice thing to do. Because in my culture, I am taught to always be respectful even to those who cuss and swear at my God. Oh, I'll go see the family. They don't really do what I like, but... It's my family. Yeah, you got to love. But you cannot stay in that place in destruction. Nobody said don't love them because the greatest of all is love. But what you allow to infiltrate your spirit is what's going to come out multiply. So Yochabed put that little boy in a basket. In that very moment when she placed him in that river. Crocodiles, snakes, the current, who knows she had to overcome fear in that minute to have that little basket think about it think about it mommy in here i cannot fathom that i had to put those two boys in a basket and push them down a river a newborn baby i had to overcome instantly we don't have the luxury as a church anymore to kind of ease our way into overcoming me. Wait, I can't say maybe I'll just I'll just I'll just go take a swim first. I'll just taste it a little bit. Oh, it's a little bit cold. You don't have the luxury in this time and season that we live in to wonder what God is about to do in the instant she overcame more. The current there is trust. Our structures structures in life becomes ruins because we don't trust my underlying principle the bible says trust in the lord your god with all your heart and all your mind trust in the lord your god do not be anxious for anything he is the prince of peace he is the one who died on a cross not because for himself but for you Think about it. He died for you. He saw your face. So in the moment when adversity comes and I don't know, I step over fear. Oh, and what happened? Somebody found that little basket and she stood there around the corner and I could see how she rejoiced to say, my son is not dead. There must be something more that God has in store. My son has been saved because God had his way. It was not my way. I just multiply my faith. I'll just multiply my principles. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That is who God made me. That is who God made Jochebed. So he multiplied and multiplied and she rejoiced more she rejoiced in that moment <laughs> on Friday seeing that this is women's month I'll be very personal right now for 20 years that I know I've been dealing with sickness in my body 20 years and maybe if it wasn't for that sickness I wouldn't have been the woman I am today because it forced me to step over it. It forced me to overcome it. It's still in my body. They tried to do what they could. And on Thursday, I had to go see the doctor once again. And the news was not so good. And I stood there and I was like, oh, this again. But, you know, we got to go do this. And I got to go handle this. And on Friday, I went for a test that was horrible. <laughs> and as I got in the car, I started laughing with my husband. I said, the enemy wants to keep me from what God called me to do. I will laugh at its face. 
I will laugh at its face. I will rejoice in the moment because if I rejoice and that is multiplied, favor will come my way. My eyesight will change. Everything will change because if the root principle is not multiplied, you will not see the breakthrough. Your root principle, he is my healer. He said, for your iniquities, I stand upon the word that he took the stripes for my healing. How can I doubt that? But you see, if the first declaration out of my mouth was, my body is broken, I would have added depression. I would have added just sitting in a corner. I would have added the devil's overcoming. Demons have to flee when you multiply the principles of God. It cannot, it cannot control you. Honey, come stand here by me for a second. I got to show them something. When I multiply my faith, and I multiply my faith, and I multiply my faith, and he becomes the faith that I stand upon. Somebody can stand there and throw darts. My faith will take it. Nothing can happen to me. I can operate right here in this atmosphere. I can praise God. Sickness can come. It'll hit my faith. Financial problems will hit my faith. I'm right here operating in the supernatural of God. I'm operating fearless. I'm operating in victory. I'm operating in multiplication. Because my faith has been multiplied. It can try whatever it wants to. But if my shield is upon it, if my shield is standing, it can come, it can run into, it can try to bring destruction. Come on. Stand behind me. I am shielded. I am shielded. I am operating in my multiplication. I am operating in what God has given me because here is my faith. Here is my faith. My faith on every side. No matter what comes my way, it cannot take a break from me. It cannot bring destruction. It cannot kill the call of God. Listen. When Jochabit rejoiced, Oh, that was awesome. She saw that her son was taken. Oh, she was, he was taken by the Egyptian, but God's not faced by that. Jochebed was not faced by that because he was called, set apart, and he had faith surrounding him. He had faith surrounding him. He had faith standing around him. He had a calling upon his life. He had a builder's instruction. Moses had a builder's instruction upon his life. He had to rebuild a nation of Israel. He had to take a people that couldn't see what he saw because he had a moment in the presence of God when he was able to connect and he moved. You see, he had to move out of Egypt. And he had to go into the wilderness roaming around until he had a face-to-face with God. A burning bush experience to say, in this moment, Moses, you've already overcome. You will rejoice in my presence. And Moses went back. But when he was a baby, somebody had to raise him. Oh, and the Egyptian queen was a lady. She wanted the baby, but she didn't want to raise the baby. So a little girl, Moses' sister said, I have someone. I have someone. I have someone that can raise him. I have someone that can make him a man. I have someone that can speak into his spirit. I have someone that can build into him. I have someone that can multiply the anointing upon his life. I have someone that can speak life to his spirit. I am someone that can make him a man to say, no matter what comes your way, you've been equipped because you were moved. You already overcame through me as his mama. What did she do? The E of more. She executed God's perfect plan. See, Moses had to be in the camp of the Egyptians. Moses had to know the inside story. 
Moses had to see how they work, how they operate, who is Pharaoh, who is the brothers. You see, but somebody, somebody had to know that it can multiply. That is within him. Somebody can multiply so that he can become more than just another young man. Moses is build a nation. Moses build a people. Moses restored a people. Moses restored a people. Moses moved with them. Moses helped them to overcome. Moses helped them to rejoice as they went out with their timbrels. Moses helped them to execute their entrance into Jericho. No matter he didn't see that, there was more in store. But only if somebody multiplied that which was inside of him. You see, you have to multiply what's inside of you and you have to give that because when you give it, it keeps on multiplying. Jesus multiplied that fish and bread, but he didn't touch it again. His disciples had to take it in their hands and give it out. And as long as they were given, there was a multiplication that happened and all those who were fed. What would have happened? What would have happened if God said, there's two fish and five breads, right? What if he said, let's add one fish. Let's have two fish and let's add, that's three fish. Who's going to eat and who's going to watch? But what in your hand, you need to give it out. So your principle has to be multiplied so that you can step into your promise by more. But more doesn't fall in your lap. You have to move more. You have to overcome more. You have to rejoice more. You have to execute more. You see, the execution must come from you. You can't expect Pastor Jay and Pastor Shibby to build your house. Come on. They built their house too. Last time I checked, he's a father. She's a mother of their own home. Yes, they are. But you get taught the principles of God's word day in and day out. And this house has some good preaching. This house has got some good word coming out of it. So if you just go out and multiply what is given to you in this house, you don't have to rebuild again. Pastor Jay, the anointing of multiplication is on this house. And just as God multiplied funds for this house, God is going to multiply the funds within three months for Hanky to pay off that building because you've already given and what has been put in your hand, God will multiply. And God already established in this house that was given. Hanky is debt free. Hanky is debt free. Hanky is owned property in the name of Jesus. When the woman of the issue of blood, when you, let me go back to my equation, P to the power of three times more, what does that equal? It equals dunamis power. There is something that is powerful and there is something that is dunamis power. Samson had dunamis power. But because he added Delilah, he just had power. Because any man is strong in this house, you can take anybody in this house. I am, even my boys are stronger than me right now. I used to tackle them quite hard, but I can't do that anymore. They're getting a little bit stronger. So a man's natural ability is strong. You have power within your arms, but do you have dunamis power? You see, if dunamis power is lacking, you got the formula wrong. If dunamis power is not your equal to, you got your formula wrong. You need to go back to the formula. You need to go back and see where did I miss it? What step did I miss out? What did I miss out? Where is the principle that I forgot? Where is the principle that I didn't inject in? How's my prayer life? Do I show up for prayer meetings? Oh, but Pastor M, I'm tired. Oh, Pastor M, you don't know my job. Oh, Pastor M, the taxi fare is so expensive. Oh, Pastor M, the Uber. Listen, I know Uber. I love Uber. 
We've been going on Uber quite a bit. Pastor Im, life's busy. Pastor Im, my children is busy. When last did you pray? I don't say when last did you say, thank you, Jesus, for the food. Thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning. Because right now I'm building, I'm rebuilding my spirit. The body is weary, the body is tired and weak, but I am building, I'm restoring, I'm healing my spirit. How do I do that? I go back to my principles. I pray. I give up times of sleep in the night. I say, God, I'm building, I'm restoring, I'm healing that which is broken in the inside of me. Oh, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know how to deal with life. The atmosphere in my job is so bad. He said it. I'm believing. He said it, it is done. I worship. He said it, I believe it. He said it, it is done. Oh, he said it, I I rebuild my worship. I restore my worship. I bring healing into my worship. When I get to my house and I cook, I don't put on a series. I rebuke myself. I put on the word of God. I put worship to fill my house because all hell break loose today. But I'm rebuilding what the enemy tried to break down. I'm multiplying my worship. My worship. My worship. My worship. My worship. I'm multiplying my worship. I'm multiplying my prayer it's time to multiply what is in your hand go back to basics simplify simplify the formula is simple principles times more equals dunamis power there was a girl with the issue of blood for years she was sick but she heard there is a man what did she do? She couldn't care less what people thought of her. She moved more to overcome more, to rejoice more, and to execute by touching the hem of his garment. She understood that if I move out, if I move out towards the more, there is complete healing. And what happened? Power flow from God, not just power. The Greek word says, dunamis power. Dunamis power means it's a force of power. It's not just a little bitty stream. It's a force pushing. It's like the floodgates opened. The floodgates opened. It's by the power of God. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 2. And brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, but declaring to you the testimony of God. I didn't bring my knowledge. I didn't think that I'm the person because I have the mic. So you have to listen to me. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. For me, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching we're not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but by the demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I can say to you whatever I want to. If it's not a principle of God, don't take it. If your co-worker comes to you tomorrow and say, oh, it's so bad, you're not going to make it. Yeah, I'm not going to make it. You rebuke him and says, my God, 
says he shall supply in all my needs. And if you didn't hear me the first time, I'll tell you again. I'll multiply it. My God said he shall supply in all my needs. Oh, you didn't hear me the second time. Oh, my God shall supply in my needs. I shall not wither. I shall stand because I speak by the power, the dunamis force of the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, but I'm not made to be like everybody else. You can ask my husband, don't tell me no, there's always a way. Don't tell me no, I can't. Because my God says, I can do the impossible. So you tell me, no, did you hear that? Don't tell me I can't fix the garden at the church. Because my God says he can do the impossible. Did you hear me? Don't tell me I can't break the wall in the kitchen. Because my God said he does the impossible. We are so quick to give in to the soul. You see, your soul will tell you you're in broken mode. Because your soul is not made to sustain the supernatural. That's why you have a spirit. That's why God created your spirit first. Maybe you didn't know this. Maybe you did. You are a spirit who lives in a body. You are not a body that contains a spirit. You are a spirit that lives in a body. So do not trap the Spirit of God because your spirit lives in a body. If your body says to you, if they do one more song in this church, can they forever just get finished? How many songs do they want to sing? How many times can they sing the same verse over? Oh. Are they going to pray again? They just prayed two minutes ago. Now we pray again? Oh, it's Women's Month. It's awesome. But you still want to say to me, I got to be at church every Thursday night and Friday night and Sunday morning service, evening service. What are they doing? Shut it up. Tell that soul, you be quiet. I don't have time for that up in here because my spirit man is multiplying all the time. It is making sure that this body can keep up by the dunamis force. I am not made to have mediocre power. I want to lift that bar on a personal best. I want to be in the gym and be able to lift, I don't know how many kgs, 300. Let's make it 300. See, it seems like I don't know nothing. But there is a supernatural dunamis force of power within me. But you see, it's going to be quiet if you sit in your pity party and in your ruins. If you don't get up to say, I am rebuilding. I am restoring. I am healing this very being. It is not the church's place to rebuild you. You have to multiply the principles of God and do it more every day, every Every day, every day to equal to dunamis power. Stand to your feet. I am a force of power. Say that. I am a source. I am a source. Listen. I am a source of the force of power. Come on. I am a source of the force of the power. Do you understand that? You see, the force, dunamis power, is God's. But if it doesn't have an outlet, it can't operate. 
then I speak in the words of men and I speak in the words of those around me and in my soul but when I understand that P to the power of 3 times M equals DP you need to go put this formula up on your fridge and every morning you wake up and say oh this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it oh devil get out of my house this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it with thanksgiving in my heart and I'm taking this and I'm giving it out I am multiplying constantly the first power to be released in my life may you see the demonstration of power in rebuilding may you see the force of the power while you're restoring within yourself may you experience the completed completed healing by the force of power father we come this morning and we honor you for who you are god thank you for not just adding to me but thank you for multiplying the rebuilding thank you for multiplying and making me big your word says lord god that i will not be small that i am make big that you will multiply and you shall not diminish but that you will glorify them and you shall make us big and not small father i pray for this house i pray for every Every good work I pray for every project right now in the name of Jesus that you will take those things that is not completed yet but that you will take it and multiply it into completion Lord God every desire for Rock Eastern Cape Port Elizabeth God I pray the windows of heaven open as they take what is in their hand and they're multiplying it by moving more by overcoming more by rejoicing more by executing Lord God Come and let the force of power rest upon this house. May the power and the glory of God go out of this house with a force. Father, I also pray for the multiplication of your goodness. Of your mercy. I believe. I believe. I believe in God's principles I believe in God's formula I believe in God's way I believe in a force of power that is about to take over in this Eastern Cape as your church multiplies your goodness multiplies Thanksgiving may your church God be whole may your church God be healed and may we stand in the faith and work and build and restore all that you've placed in my hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Give God glory. Hallelujah. Give God glory. Hallelujah.